Hello, everybody. Just a very quick one about Instagram. If you're on it, Meta, the parent company, is reducing the number of political posts visible to users on their feed. This is a real thing, not a hoax. So go to your Instagram profile, tap the three horizontal lines in the top right corner to open the settings tab, scroll down to what you see, click on content preferences, open political content, and turn on don't limit political content. That's an option. Otherwise, you won't see almost anything we post because we are deemed political. Please do that now or you won't even see the posts about our shows, our fun things. So if you want to see Guilty Feminist content and know when we're coming to a place near you, releasing a new podcast, do it now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I am a feminist, but... Sometimes I'm tired of men wanting to have sex with me just because of my personality. <laughs> Eyes down here, mate. I'm a feminist, but when I was seeking new representation and a comedy agent replied to an invitation to my show with an email that read... I cannot consider anyone of the female persuasion. That might sound sexist, but it's not. I lay in the bath crying and saying out loud, I wish I were a man, I wish I were a man, I wish I were a man. <laughs> that seemed funnier when I wrote it. it it is all true. I did I get that. I, got I think that, that was in. the shock. It wasn't you crying. We don't care, we don't care about that. It was the... The no, people felt sorry for me. They felt sympathy. No, we were angry at the guy, weren't we? Yeah, we're assuming it's a it guy. It was a woman. No fucking way. Uh-huh. A woman being a dick? <laughs> what? We're going to edit that bit out. A woman out. not doing a feminist thing. I know. What? Right. I'm a feminist, but <laughs> if I eat a banana in front of a cute guy, I will work that banana like, <laughs> like it was a stripper pole and my daddy left. Yeah, settle back down. This one's not going to get the same reaction. (laughs) It's another one of Deborah's sad ones. (laughs) I'm a feminist, but when I was seeking new representation and a comedy agent replied to an invitation to my show with an email that read, we're a bit saturated girl-wise right now, I sat in the bath with a glass of wine 
saying out loud, I wish I were a man, I mean it this time. Who do I have to fuck to become a man? <laughs> Ooh, okay, I'll tap you with another sad one. I am a feminist, but a man would always call me a whore in bed and I didn't stop seeing him till I realized he meant it. That was a mixed reaction, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't think I understood it. What? A man, you called your whore in bed yeah. and you didn't stop fucking him until he meant it? Yeah. No, until I realised that he meant it. Oh, okay. I but thought you meant, I'll keep going until he knows I am. <laughs> I got dead confused. Until he paid my invoice. And yeah. <laughs> Good. Oh. <laughs> I'm a feminist. But last week, can't believe I'm going to tell you this, I had an anti-aging laser treatment designed to stimulate collagen that was so painful, I begged the lady to stop, cried, and said, I'm a feminist, why am I doing this? And then when she went to pack up her equipment, said, no, keep going, I want to look younger. <laughs> I think it's worked though, don't you? I do look good. It's it's lifts. It's basically you. Pr you. Pr it's like going to the gym and ripping the muscle and it rebuilds. It sort of goes like that into your skin. And Deborah's then... actually eighty years old. <laughs> Eighty-five. Oh, sister, I am a feminist, uh, but a friend once told me to wear something feminist, and I wore flannel. <laughs> that offended the whole audience. <laughs> It did, but especially the people in flannel. <laughs> I'm a feminist, but recently when a man shouted, hey babe, your tits look great in that top, I turned to express my outrage at him and saw out of my peripheral vision that he was talking to a much younger, hotter woman. <laughs> and my outrage turned into disappointment, <laughs> rejection, fake outrage on her behalf, and leaving. from London's West End. The Spontaneity Shop presents The Guilty Feminist with Sophie Hagen and Deborah Francis-White. And tonight's special guest is Emma Kennedy, talking about food. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about our challenges. Let's talk about our food challenges. Sophie, what was your food challenge? Uh, my food challenge was to eat mindfully for a whole week. Uh, and if you don't know what that is, that is uh, eating something uh, without being distracted by anything, like TV or your phone or music. Or you just have to sit and put the stuff in your mouth and just just feel it. <laughs> you can only think of like the texture or the the taste. So and how did that go, oh, Sophie? Oh, I mean, I tried, <laughs> and I think that's that's a good thing, isn't it? Trying. Um, <laughs> Because I, 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 went, I tried it today, because I, 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 the whole week I couldn't do it. I, I simply couldn't, I couldn't make myself do it. I really tried and I couldn't do it. Today, I tr uh, before we, we, meet, we met up today, and uh, I ordered a little uh, bowl of olives, because I always do that. And so I tried to do it with an olive, and I, I took it in my mouth, and I was really trying to not focus on anything else. Turns out, I don't like olives. <laughs> Who knew? You know when you really taste them, don't do that, don't taste food. <laughs> You won't like half of it. 
But, uh, but I realized... <laughs> I realized why I couldn't do it. Because every time I tried, I, it, it, I just... I, I, I could not make myself not... I had to, I, have, I always listen to music or, or watch something, preferably both, and on my phone and everything. Because I've basically had... I've had an eating disorder, I guess, since I was like eight or nine. And it's not, it's not one of the sexy ones. It's overeating. Uh, which it sounds, it sounds like the best one, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> I've had it since I was eight. I was always a little chubby child, and I ended up using food to just fill all the bad feelings away. So what you do is, like when you overeat, because when you say that to someone, usually you get the reaction of people thinking, that's not a disease. We've all had a Friday night where we just ate like a family-sized pizza and a piece of chocolate tea. <laughs> Bitch, please, listen. <laughs> this is overeating. Overeating is like a large pizza and some chocolate and maybe a tub of ice cream, and that's the starter. And then you move on, and you have another pizza, and you have another piece of chocolate, and you have a bag of sweets, and you have crisps, and you have until your body is full, and then you put on more stuff and more stuff until you can't feel anything, until everything is numb, and you're just, you barely exist because it's so filled up. And during this challenge, I realized that if I was to just sit and eat, then for the first time in my life, food would be about taste and fuel. And I've never had that before, so I had to be distracted because doing this challenge, being mindfully a mindful eater, is the opposite. You have to feel everything. And that's the opposite of what I've always used food for, which is to shove everything down. Uh, so what I got out of this challenge is on the 11th of February, I'm meeting my psychologist again. That's awesome. That's really interesting. And uh, you said that when you were eating the olive that you could eat half of it, like yeah. thinking about the olive, and then your, your mind yeah. would have to be distracted or you'd have to go on your phone. Yeah, and it was awful. And I know it's difficult for a lot of uh, fat people, uh, or people in general, sitting alone at a cafe, but since I got into being a fat activist and, and loving myself and loving my body, which I do, so when I sit in a cafe and I eat like three desserts, for me that's like a body activism thing. So that's the biggest act of defiance that you can do as a fat person, is unapologetically <laughs> shoving cake into your face <laughs> in front of people, being furious that they hate themselves even though they're skinny. <laughs> and you're having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Sophie Hagen! Speaking of food, drunk people. I was in a kebab shop. Fuck off, it's good. You should try it. <laughs> Kebab's the best thing in the world. I was in a kebab shop. It was because uh, that's how I have fun. Uh, it was a Saturday night. It was like 1 a.m. So everyone's drunk. And I saw the, the, the most happy thing I've ever seen in my life. I was waiting for my kebab, and this kid walks in. He's like 16, 17 years old, and he's drunk. But he's drunk in the way you're drunk when you're a teenager. Like, he's, like, you know, like, you remember how you used to get drunk because you were happy? <laughs> he had that happiness, like that drunk, like teenager, like acne and braces. He was this beautiful kid, and he walked into the kebab shop drunk, but, but the confidence and the happiness of a drunk teenage boy, and he walked up to the counter, and he goes, Mate, listen, mate, listen, mate, listen, I have an idea. 
I have an idea that's going to make us rich. <laughs> Look, mate, we're going to invent a kebab with a mix of lamb and chicken. <laughs> and the man behind the counter, he didn't even change his facial expression. He just pointed at the sign behind him that said, mixed lamb and chicken kebab. <laughs> and the kid, without missing a beat, just goes, mate, we did it. <laughs> Thank you so much. So my challenge was to go and eat pudding in public on my own, no phone, just sit and order a load of cake or ice cream. So I went to Patisserie Valerie on Charing Cross Road and I went right after the gym. So I was in Lycra. That's right, people. I ordered cake in Lycra. So this was my challenge, was to order it confidently. So the lady came over and I said, I would like the pancakes with mascarpone and maple syrup, please. And she said, yes. And I said, and also, I would like the cheesecake with a scoop of ice cream. And she said, anything to drink? And I said, a hot chocolate. Could I have extra whipped cream? And I just looked at her and I just fronted it out. I was just like, yeah, extra whipped cream. What are you going to say about that? And she lit up, she smiled, and she patted me on the arm and she went, yes, everything for you. <laughs> I made her so happy. She was so lovely. Um, she was from Hungary. And uh, <laughs> the country. And, and she went away and she brought the pancakes and she brought the cheesecake. And I tried the cheesecake, and it was lemon, and I didn't like it. And so I said to her, do you mind if I send this back? And she said, yes. Would you like to cancel it, or would you like to replace it? And it felt like a game show. And I went, I would like to replace it with Black Forest Gatto. And she said, all right. And she came back and I ate. I couldn't get through it all. It was a bit like that bog trotter in Matilda scene that once you've got all the cake, it feels like a chore. But I thought the challenge is not to eat all the cake. It's to order it with confidence and eat some of it in style. So I did that and then I got the bill and uh, as she was giving it to me, I said to her, I couldn't help but notice that you kind of lit up when I ordered the cake. And I'm writing about this. Would you mind me asking you about it? And she said, well, she said it was a little strange. And I said, what? She said, well, the way you ordered it. I serve cake all day. That's all I do. I serve hundreds of pieces of cake a day. And I said, yeah. And why was I strange? She said, because women, they're kind of shy about ordering cake. She said, they make a face like, Ugh. and they go, oh, I shouldn't have the cake. I shouldn't have the cake. I should, I should, no, but I'll have some cake. I'll have a little bit. Do I share the cake? Shall I, oh, I'll have some cake. Oh, I'll have some cake. She said, they always do a little dance. And she said, and they know they're ordering cake because they've come into Patisserie Valerie. It's premeditated. It's not an accidental caking. They knew what they were doing when they walked through the door, but she said, they have to have a little dance about it. And I said, what about men? She said, oh, no, they never apologise. She said, they just order cake. She said, I said, would a woman normally order two pieces of cake? She said, no, very very, very, very rare. She said, I did have a Chinese lady once order three, but it was very odd day. She said, you know, we would talk about that in the kitchen. That's very odd. But she said, men all the time order one, two, three pieces of cake, no big deal. And they never seem, it never seems strange to them. And I said, does it matter if the woman is smaller or larger? And she said, yes, 
thinner women are more shy about ordering the cake. And she said, older women are more confident than younger women. And I said, so if a woman was to come in and not be shy about cake, would there be an, like an elderly, uh, larger woman? She said, yes. <laughs> she said, because women get to an age where they're like, oh, fuck it. Life is disappointing. Just bring the fucking cake. <laughs> Would you do it again? Oh, no. No. No, do you know what? She went on and on to me about how lovely it was to have a woman confidently order cake. She went on about it. She said, you're like me. You won't just order the cake. You're like me. And I was like, sure, I'm like you. It's totally what I do all the time. Um, but what's interesting is, uh, was that I thought, if I do want cake again, I'm going to order it confidently or if I want the full English or whatever the equivalent is if I want something like that I will go out of my way to look the person in the eye and say today I have cake please bring it I'm never going to do that little special dance again I, I just realized that I'm doing it with sushi I go ooh, and three chopsticks please <laughs> what if you're doing takeaway sushi you are you ask for three pairs of chopsticks so they think it's for three people yes because that's what they say on the website they say this is good for three people like, mm, well you should you should know <laughs> you should see what i can do <laughs> ladies and gentlemen deborah francis white i have given up sugar um, and, I, and I even hate telling you that. I hate telling you that because the first 20 minutes of any conversation I ever have with any woman is always, what are you not eating? With any woman. So what are you not eating? Oh, well, I'm not eating. Uh, I'm not eating at the moment. I'm not eating dairy. Oh, well, are you really you're not eating dairy? I'm not eating carbohydrates at all. No, no, no. What are you not eating? I'm not eating Mondays and Wednesdays. <laughs> I've lost three stone in the last year. And I, no. I was hot before. There's, I want to. I want to woohoo for the three stone heavier me. That's right, because she deserves it. She was fabulous. This me is just. I like this me because the three stone lighter me because I I can run up hills faster. You know, you hit a point in your life where you realise you're not going to live forever, and I realised I had shit to do and I needed to do it faster. And and if you're lighter, you're quicker on your feet. And then over Christmas, it was like six days at Christmas, I put on half a stone. So I went to Paris for a week and just ate like, you know, beans and big hunks of fish. And, uh, and, I, and it all came off in a week. It was really remarkable. And I realized it was because that weight you've just put on, it's like moving a vagrant from a doorway. You just go and say, excuse me, you, you can't stay here. And that person will wander <laughs> off because they've just got there. But weight you've had on for years is more like getting a squatter out of a house. <laughs> and there's some fat on my thighs that's like, lady, you're going to need a court order. Because <laughs> we've been here as long as you have. Thank you very much. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Should we bring on our guest? Yes, let's bring on our guest. Ladies and gentlemen, Emma, Emma Kennedy. Now, Emma Kennedy, yeah. what I want to ask you about is yeah. uh, you won MasterChef, Celebrity I, MasterChef. I did, yeah. Well done. Thank Round you. of applause. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And y- I read something in a broadsheet over Christmas yeah. that said, and it's fact why I've asked you to come and do the show, yes. where you said publicly, everything tastes best, better with butter. Yeah, it does. D- don't ignore the 100%. butter. You were so happy about butter. Yeah, but, we're, but, but we're all fine to eat butter now because um, uh, I think for the past 30 years, uh, we've, we've been sold the line that, um, that saturated fats are bad for us. But now, <laughs> give three cheers. They're good for us. Yay! <laughs> yeah. So it's sugary things and low fat, lo- lots of low-fat products... Uh, and things that sort of sell themselves as, as diet food are actually got tons and tons of sugar in, so that's why you're always hungry when you eat them. Whereas mm. if you have proper animal fat and, and proper butter and, and the yolks of eggs and all these things, you, they are all appetite suppressants. But I think that's a really important point, is that a lot of these... Uh, and like better for you. In the, yeah, and all the products that are basically saying you'll lose weight if you eat this, hmm. they're not out there to make you skinny because no, if you were rubbish. skinny, you wouldn't buy their products. No, it's rubbish. Yeah, it's all a load of rubbish. You seem to have a very positive relationship with food. I do, yes. I've, I've How never... did you get that? Because I want it. Um, I, I've just did it never come in ha- the mail? I've never had a difficult relationship with food ever. You've never had one? No, get I, d- I really don't think I have. <laughs> But having said that, um, this year I've set myself uh, a challenge and it's, it, it's because I read an article. I, I, I'm 48 now and uh, I ca- when, I, when I carry fat, I carry you know, what would a, a man would have a, a beer belly. But Trini I, and Susanna call it the apple shape. I have the apple shape. And that is incredibly dangerous 
Uh, if you have a history of breast cancer and diabetes in your family, which I do, my mother had breast cancer and died of it, my father is a diabetic. And I read an article that if your, um, if your waist, uh, the, the, the measurement around your belly button is more than 32 inches, which is fucking tiny, <laughs> uh, then you are in grave danger of literally dropping down dead <gasps> any minute. No. And, well. uh, and, and I looked... <laughs> No, Sophie, I'll just go run up some stairs now. Once you you get past a certain age, you are are putting yourself through... through And I thought, well, hang on a minute. I wouldn't put my arm in a crusher. You know, I I wouldn't approach a dangerous piece of machinery and go, oh, do you know what? I'll just skip around for a while near it or in it with with some scarves that I might get caught up in. You don't do it. You don't like... if, if, If you said to me, that is botulism, I wouldn't drink it. But at, the, but at the same point, I think, well, hang on, I've, my, my belly measurement mm. is 37 inches, so I'm literally one foot in the grave. I know, but all those charts, like the, like the um, uh, what do you call it, the, I, the IB, it's not the IBM, that's computers. IBS? <laughs> IB, not, IBS. That's the original uh, no. bowel syndrome. B, B, the BMI. BMI. Thank BMI. You. Thank you, the BMI. The, the BMI has always and it's and it has been discredited doctors always say don't oh, worry about it's it it's bullshit it's, yeah. if, you, if you're bullshit. a rugby player and you're like six foot five and you weigh 25 stone uh, apparently your bmi your, is full shit yes but absolutely. you know you're like super super fit but my doctor used to say that to me like yeah, but it says that rugby players are fat i'm like but that's not the problem with me is it let i think we need to be incredibly clear yeah. It's not that I'm so muscular. The BMI, I break the BMI yeah. with my muscles. Yeah, I do. I do not the, what's bloody. I, I, I do I the opposite. I do the opposite of my doctor. I'm like, you don't know what I'm doing in my free time. <laughs> All the rugby I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, once, I once completely misunderstood my doctor uh, when uh, ch- you, you know. Do you ever go for yearly checkups? No. no. Okay. God no. I don't want that kind of news. So I, I went for a, a yearly checkup, with um, the and my pump, and my, no. doc, my doctor weighed me and, and, and took my height and everything, and turned to me and said, "Well, you're 30." And I like thought he and I thought I thought he meant I my body is like a 30 year old. Oh. And I was like, "Wow!" And I was like ringing people and texting and said, "I'm 48, but I've got a body of a 30 year old." He went, "No, no, 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 no! It's your BMI. It's, it's disastrous." That's, oh, this is the good news, bad news. Because I had a doctor saying to me, I got called in for a checkup, and I went in and he looked at me and he made a face and he went, the thing is, um, you are over 30. And I went, yeah, I know, you don't need to make a face about it. And he went, the thing is, you're a woman over 30. And he said, and he went, I'm sorry. And he apologised to me because I was over 30. He said, the thing is, you know, you are in more danger and, and, and you are because you really do need to lose 10 to 15 pounds. And he was making this awful patronising face. He could have said stone. Always look on the positive side. <laughs> One second. I was like, oh, fucking hell, that's great news. I thought I'd have thought I would have lo- needed to lose two. I thought he was going to say two and a half or something like that. But he was making this awful face at me. But it's the face, actually, that's the biggest problem. And I did have a friend once that we ended up in this little altercation about, I basically ended up, the, you don't need to know, but the end of it was me saying, Philip, are you saying I'm fat? And he said, well, I think you'd be fat on a chart. <laughs> 
to which I replied, to which I replied, well, Philip, I think you're bad with women on a chart. <laughs> Thing is, like, it's so, it's terrifying how unhealthy you are if you look at charts. You should never, <laughs> you should just never look at charts. Don't look at charts. <laughs> charts are awful. What's actually terrifying is, uh, and we all, like, no one's to blame, but... Someone must be. <laughs> no, I think it's terrifying how we went from food to weight and diets, mm. because that's what we do. I, well, well, we started because you said you haven't got a, you haven't had a bad relationship with food, and, yeah. I, and I haven't had a bad relationship, because I love food, and I like eating food, and if I was left to my own devices, I would quite happily be that person that has to be cut out of their own house by the fire brigade. But I eat healthily. But having said that, after I found out about this, you, you, you have to have a waist of 32 inches. I just thought, well, do you know what? I'm 37 inches, and that, that's not even in the... That's quite... That, that's bad range. That's now in the dangerous range, mm. which sort of seems obscene, because I, I think I'm quite healthy. Mm. But so I've set myself this challenge this year, which is I'm not going on a diet. I'm just not uh, drinking alcohol, uh, and I'm not going to eat... And I'm going to do what you... And I'm doing what you did, which is I'm, I'm avoiding sugar. But I've given myself 12 passes because I don't want to be like cracker like a ding dong about it. <laughs> and I want to be a, a, like feel like I'm normal. Mm. And I'm simply doing this uh, because I know I have a history of diabetes and breast cancer in my family. And I'm 48, so I'm about to approach the, the danger zone for those diseases. So it's not a diet, but I, I, it's like I'm taking diversionary measures mm. in order to give myself uh, a healthier future. Mm. I, th I, I don't need applause. I've, I've only been doing it for a fortnight. <laughs> I went through a breakup last May uh, where it was a really, it really broke me. Came out of the blue. Like when I started eating again after a few days, the only thing I wanted to eat was healthy food. I didn't even want to eat meat. I just wanted to eat salads and fruit, and it was really, that was really odd. But the way, what I realized with that was it's because I was feeling all these bad feelings, like I couldn't really hold them down anymore. So because I was feeling all this pain about the breakup, all of a sudden I didn't need to eat because it was just out there, all the feelings. And I think if, if, if food hadn't had nothing to do with weight and had nothing to do with guilt and we never watched an advert and we never had all of the conservative things in the food. You're not going to help me out on this one? The preservatives. Preservatives. Conservatives. Great. All the Tories in the food. <laughs> all the Tories ruining the food. Jeremy Corbyn, if he was in food, things would be different. <laughs> If we all had a normal, natural relationship with food, we'd all be eating what they say is healthy. Like we, we wouldn't want sugar because you know you've got you've you said so you've both been off sugar. It, when you're off sugar for a while, you you like just the thought of it makes you a bit sick, mm. right? Well, I snuck a wine gum yesterday. <laughs> um, you my whole and I couldn't believe uh, how, how horrible it, it was. It's yeah. so sweet, isn't it? If you don't, it's you not just it. revolting. Do you think? that part of the reason that we have these kind of clandestine feelings about food, like the lady that was saying, oh, women eat cake with a funny face in public, 
um, is the way food is marketed. Because I really noticed that chocolate is marketed almost exclusively to women as almost masturbation. It's sort of like, oh, a flake. And there's a lady sort of <laughs> covered in silk. And, and she's sort of sitting there, oh, mmm. And the galaxy. It's a, and it's, Galaxy did for a while had an ad that, like, not hide it from your flatmates and nobody needs to know. And it's like, <laughs> sweet, guilty pressure. And then the only chocolate I, you're allowed to eat with friends is like Maltesers, because it's only 11 calories. Yes. It's not even naughty. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you remember the caramel bunny? That, that was pretty much my first sexual experience. <laughs> Caramel and then I became very confused because I, I, <laughs> I went through a real period of only fancying animated rabbits. <laughs> really? And, yes, and I realised that the, the, first, <laughs> the first person I really, really, really sexually fancied was Bugs Bunny. And then that obviously segued into the Caramel Bunny... And then I realised I was gay when I watched Roger Rabbit. <laughs> and, and, I feel this and is that, almost and, another episode and that, <laughs> on animation. You know, you know the, the female rabbit in Roger Rabbit, what's her name? Jessica Rabbit. Jessica, Ra Jessica Rabbit Even turned I me gay. Jessica Rabbit turned me gay. There's no... Absolutely 100% sure feminist. about that. Jessica Rabbit turned yeah. Emma Kennedy gay. Yeah. Hashtag not at all controversial. Yeah, yeah. You're so lovely. I know. I can't help it. That that was that was Bugs Bunny for me. I loved him. <laughs> but I. Do you want a moment? But I mostly loved him when he dressed as a woman. Oh, that must. That's confusing. That episode. Do yeah. That was confusing this, for me. <laughs> Do you have a rampant rabbit, Emma? Do, do I, who does? Yes, because I was in uh, I was in a film about uh, it was called The Rabbit, and we all got given one for free. Oh, uh, can you explain what a rampant rabbit is? It's a, a vibrator in the shape vibrator. of rabbit ears, and, and it's, it's it's very it's very good. Good, yes. <laughs> I would recommend a rampant rabbit it if you do not have one. It's very good. Ears. Yes, have you not seen a vibrator and it has a little rabbit ears on the end? Yeah. And it's, it, it's just a it literal like stimulation, so Yeah, we got give don't have ears like this, do they? No, no. it's just oh. two little... <laughs> mine mine is like a crippled rabbit. rabbit. So, okay, so imagine, imagine that's a penis. <laughs> and imagine if a penis had something unselfish on it. Can you make it a bit smaller? That <laughs> 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 was there to stimulate the clitoris. Imagine that. The what? Does clitoris. Oh, Sophie, so much you don't know. Again, <laughs> Sophie is 16 going on 17. Uh, she needs someone older and wiser telling her what to do. I've had a lot of peels. The brilliant <laughs> thing was, uh, I, we were all given uh, a rabbit uh, for... In fact, now I think about it, that was our fee. <gasps> so for it being was a British the, film, for be, Yeah, for being in, in the film, oh, we, yes. we were given a rabbit. But they, we also got a mini one, and I gave that one to my mother. She'd never had a vibrator. How did you did you put I mean, it I under the Christmas tree? <laughs> like, <laughs> how did you? I, I didn't. Bring I it just on? gave it to her. That 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 reminds me. One of the greatest Christmas presents I ever received uh, was from my grandmother, and uh, she had obviously she was menopausal. She she'd long gone uh, for it stopped having periods, and one Christmas I uh, she gave me uh, a little. Christmas present. I opened it and it was three loose tampons. <gasps> and she just went, I don't need them anymore. 
I was eight. You weren't? Were you eight? Seriously, is that a true story? Any questions from the audience? Any questions about food, feminism, anything, Ooh, those things? There's a lady up the back there. Okay. Um, I was just wondering where you think the guilty relationship with food come from, whether it's like something you learn from other female relatives or to do with advertising um, and who's like mainly responsible. Emma, what do I, you think? I don't think people do feel guilty about food. I think what they feel guilty or troubled about, not guilty, I think they feel troubled about their weight. And I think that is a real uh, issue that, uh, that probably affects women more than men. So I think that this association with guilt about food isn't really guilt about the food. It's, it's about people feeling bad that, that society and especially women's fucking magazines mm. make them feel as if they're, uh, you know, a little bit overweight even and they're doing something wrong. I think it's that the main indicator for success and status in society for a woman is what she looks like. That's number one. It'll never be number one for a man. For a man, it's how successful is he? What is he bringing to the table in terms of intelligence and comedy? And if he looks good as well, bonus time. Whereas for women, it's like, okay, how do you look? And then it's a bonus if she's, you know, successful or funny or clever, or in some cases, not a bonus. Because on Facebook, I keep seeing these ridiculous things that say, why men don't fancy funny women? Why men are threatened by women with good jobs? Why men don't really like women who are cleverer than them? And I just want to shout, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off at the internet. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to feel bad for being funny. I'm sick of feeling bad for being successful. I'm not even that successful. I, you I, can, you can. And it's like, I, fucking I, hell. I hate women's magazines with a passion. I would quite happily take every single one of them and burn them forever. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not, it's not on. We've got to change it. And we've got to change it by stopping buying the magazines, stopping reading them in hairdressers, which is what I do if I do read a women's magazine. If I read a women's magazine, it's in a hairdresser. And then I'm like... Do you not feel sick from reading them? Yeah. I feel sick. Oh, well, I only read the posh ones. I never read anything like heat. Elitist. Yeah, I read like a <laughs> Vogue or something that says fashion, fashion. I would never read a heat or anything like that. Do you know what I don't want to read ever? Is a magazine that says, look at this celebrity. She's too thin. Look, look at these red circles around her thinness. Look at this celebrity. She's too fat. Look at these red circles around her, her fatness. Ah, I just... But you can't win either. You can't win like with, because you use food as well. It's like they use a press as well. Like you see those like memes that will go, real women eat a burger. And then oh. you see like the skinniest model woman on earth going, oh. And, like, and you think, yeah, but she also like threw up. You don't want actual women who eat burgers Have you day. seen the hilarious skinny women laughing at salads? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a tumbler and Bridget Christie talks <laughs> yeah. about the salad. Really <laughs> Lettuce. <laughs> Can I ask this audience uh, to close their eyes? If you are a woman and you relate to this thing of sometimes feeling awkward about eating in public or being seen to eat certain foods with friends or just in a restaurant alone, and you relate to that idea, could you just go, mmm? Mm. If you do not relate to feeling shy about ordering food in public that you would enjoy in private, can you just go, mmm, if you're a woman, go, mmm? Mm. Oh, that's that's nice. interesting. Yeah. I, I don't feel embarrassed. Um, 
do you so 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 women who get mm, you never you'd eat you'd order whatever you wanted in front of anybody wow this is really good oh wait wait, wait, wait. did you always feel like this okay sorry okay i was like feminism saved them nope Uh, so men if you ever feel awkward close your eyes if you ever feel awkward ordering food in public, uh, could you go, hmm? Well. Okay, interesting. Is it because we have no men in the audience? <laughs> no, men, all men go, hmm? <laughs> now, men that have ever felt uncomfortable in public ordering food go, hmm? Interesting. So, so we, we have a percentage of women, a chunky percentage of women who've, who've experienced this and no men have experienced it. <laughs> A chunky percentage. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, we're going to get hate mail. Thank you, Emma Kennedy. <laughs> Emma Kennedy, do you have anything coming up you would like us to, you'd like us to know about? Oh, um, well... Uh, I, my last book, Shoes for Anthony, comes out in paperback, I think, quite soon. What's it called? Shoes for Anthony. Shoes for Anthony. Latest book. Oh, um, and you can uh, buy the the Kennedys at the BBC store. <gasps> yes, the Kennedys with the wonderful Catherine Parkinson, wonderful who was Catherine also Parkinson. in the uh, Just 11 Calories Maltesers Little Bit Naughty yes. ad, yes, which was. got banned because the Trades Descriptions Act said... Yes, one Malteser has only 11 calories, but nobody eats one. <laughs> that is a true story. She was brilliant in there. Uh, she was brilliant. Um, so, yeah, the Kennedy's wonderful show. So everyone go and buy that on DVD. And how can we follow you, Emma Kennedy? Uh, I'm at Emma Kennedy on Twitter. Follow Ke- Emma Kennedy in the street or on Twitter <laughs> at Emma Kennedy. Sophie, anything to plug? I uh, am doing a comedy show at the Leicester Comedy Festival. So you have to be in Leicester or be able to get to Leicester. <laughs> I'm doing it on the 5th and the 7th and there are details on my Twitter which is at Sophie Hagen S-O-F-I-E-H-A-G-E-N and I also have a website and I'm on Facebook and I'm also on Instagram and I have a Tumblr and um, a blog she gets around I'm all over the internet please like me and a newsletter as well do you remember do you remember when liking things was a feeling not a favour I miss those days <laughs> I'm Deborah Francis White, and I have a book out called Off the Mic uh, that I wrote with Marsha Shandor, which is about stand up comedy. And I also have a TED talk uh, about the difference between charisma and stage fright that you could look up. And I also have a tour coming up called Deborah Francis White Rolls the Dice, based on my Radio 4 comedy show. Which won an award? I'll stop it. Um, they've heard enough. They've, they've heard enough. You guys have both won many more things. Oh, we've won loads. Yes. I was the runner up World Conquer Champion. Hey, hey! And yeah. Sophie was Foster's best newcomer, and yes. Plutcher Bu- and Shortall best newcomer. And Shortall best newcomer. You better get on and with laughing like laughing horse. Yeah, yeah. And my dentist said that I was the best in my family to brush my teeth. So, uh. <laughs> oh. you can follow me on at Deborah FW, and you can follow us at the Guilty Feminist Podcast at Guilt Fem Pod. Please all do that now. Or you can go on to Guilty Feminist on Facebook and ask to join our group and we will let you because that's what we're like. And if you enjoyed this show, please go to iTunes and give it preferably a five-star rating and subscribe to it because that would help us a lot. Yeah. Give it any rating you like. But five 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 stars, stars, though. Five stars, stars, though. Thank you. Don't be a dick about this. 
have been listening to The Guilty Feminist with me, Deborah Francis-White, Sophie Hagen, and our special guest, Emma Kennedy. The recording engineer was Chris Sharp. The producer was Tom Solinsky with The Spontaneity Shop. Thanks to Martin at SRO and all of you for listening. For more information about this and other episodes, visit guiltyfeminist.com. I wish I'd heard the nudity one. Oh, well, you can you still can hear it. I can. It on yeah, yeah. Feminist. Did, did you get into? Did you discuss porn at all in the nudity? Ooh, that's no. a new episode. We're going to do an episode about porn. No, I, I've I, always wanted to know whether they do read-throughs before they shoot. <laughs> I don't do? think that. Like a table read. Yeah. Just like John yeah. enters. Yeah. <laughs> Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com